Hello and welcome in once again to Matt and Mike. This is episode number 20. We got a pretty good show lined up for you guys tonight. It's been a while since I've been on. Uh, a lot of things going on in the sporting world. I've been wanting to do a podcast, but but as you can probably hear in my voice, I've been fighting this cold for like two weeks now. So if I start hacking my lungs out, I do apologize. I'm going to do everything I can to keep keep myself from doing that. Uh, so yeah, a little bit of uh, Volbeat there to lead you in. Uh, thought that was pretty fun. I never know really what the guy's talking about most of the time, but I love the hell out of the music. So just a little something to amp you up before the show, and then I can bring you down with my horrible speaking voice as of right now. But like I said, I'm going to do my best. Football is back, everyone. Please get excited. Another reason, the main reason I've been wanting to do a podcast is because football is back. It's the main sport for me. Um, it's the one I follow the most, the one I love the most. College football kicked off. Um, I was even playing. I pull out the old NCAA 14. I mean, that's all I've got at this point as far as gaming comes for for football because I don't play Madden anymore. It's a complete joke of a game. So I don't play it. I still play the old NCAA games, and 14 is the newest one. Probably not the best one ever, but it's as up-to-date as it gets, so that's just what I roll with. Um, a couple things going on. wanted to touch on something that I accomplished. Um, so a couple months back, I got my son, uh, introduced my son to Dude Perfect. So if anyone who's listening to this doesn't know who Dude Perfect is... Please, please Google or get on YouTube or do something. Check Dude Perfect out there. The uh, group of guys who do trick shots, and uh, whether it's real or not, you know, all of them, I'm not sure. But I lean towards more that it actually is real and that they just take a long time to do the shots. But, you know, if you, you should know them by now. But my son gets into them. He's super into bottle flipping. That is his thing right now. So, like, everything in my house is just getting thrown in the air with the hopes that it's going to land the way that it started. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to curb that. But another thing that he did get into was from this is boomerangs. He got watching a guy on there who's like a who's a world-famous boomeranger, I guess is what you would be. Uh, so... In this, he's he actually already had one boomerang. We bought him more since then, since we we kind of all got into it. We have been out, you know, different parks around the area, and tr- trying our best to throw and catch a boomerang. So here's the thing: they make a lot of different kinds of ones. So this one, we've got ones that have four sides. We've got ones that have three, and then we have the actual wooden, old-fashioned, you know. If it comes back and hits you in the head, you're unconscious, boomerangs. And I did it, okay? I threw the old wooden boomerang about 30, 40 yards, and it hooked around and came back to me, and I caught it. One of the most impressive feats of my entire life. Because, like, the other ones aren't too hard. You get the little four-sided ones, or we, we even got the indoor ones, and they're fun. You can sit on the couch and just chuck them, and they'll come around the room back to you if you know what you're doing. We've done it enough. That's just, yeah, just a little thing I wanted to share with you guys that, you know, made me kind of feel like a kid again, getting out with my kid and playing, doing boomerangs and, and, and something, you know, it's an adult thing too. I never really 
done much with boomerangs when I was a kid. I don't remember ever owning one. I know we had frisbees, um, but yeah, never really did the boomerang thing. But now they're pretty cool for us and something that we have bonded over. So get out, guys. Go buy boomerangs. Go to the park. Throw them around. You know, we're in a state that has, you know, not a whole lot to do, but we do have tons of open area so so boomeranging is is a fun hobby thing to do here in west virginia um go do it so that's my little spiel on that i'm gonna jump into the world of football now and maybe even touch on a little bit uh basketball baseball is going to take a back seat now i've tried my best to watch as much baseball as i could throughout the season and I just can't. I'm a Cubs fan, and and Baez is now out for the season, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'm checking out with him. And don't give me crap about jumping off any bandwagons. I'm still a diehard Cubs fan. It's just 162 games is just it's too much. All right, like I've watched as much as I can. It's too much. But football is here. No need to talk about anything else. The XFL is right around the corner. They they. Uh, it's going to be here in February. So we're looking at, you know, four or five months. We're going to have, um, we're going to have XFL. So new football, as soon as the old football uh, goes away, as soon as the NFL goes away, the XFL is going to come right in behind it. Oh man, it's going to be good. Just going to have almost year round football. If the XFL works, which look, they've taken their time and, and they and they've done it seemingly the right way, uh, where where the alliance seems to seem to have not. Um, then yeah, we could we could possibly have almost year round football, which would be incredible. Um, so, but it's not here yet. We're gonna jump to what's actually happening right now, and college football kicked off um, two weeks ago. Haven't seen a whole lot of surprises. Um, I'm Texas fan, so I was into the LSU Texas game uh, two days ago, and it was an incredible game. Texas did not come out on top, but it was an amazing game nonetheless. Uh, Sam Ellinger, you know, he he proved himself to be a thrower in that ball game. Uh, same thing with Joe Burrow. He he was he was fitting him in a lot of that. You know, it was tough. That was a lot of open open players. LSU's offense looks like they have found something. You know, they they for years have been the team that, yeah, you know, they get up by three or six and and they're content and they're just running the ball and punting and playing good defense and and they'll still beat you. But those games are, yeah, they're they're not as entertaining as you would like. But that LSU is definitely gone. Uh, Ed Orgeron has done an amazing job at LSU so far. And that LSU-Alabama game is shaping up to be something special. As, as we've seen, Alabama playing, you know, nobody's the first few weeks of the season. So we haven't seen them really get tested. Um, they had a little struggle with Duke in the beginning of the week one, and then they just kind of blew them out of the water. Uh, New Mexico State this week. It shouldn't even be a game. Um, but, yeah, LSU looks really, really, really good. 
Um, Clemson looks really, really good. They passed their, basically their only test of the season with Texas A&M this past week. Um, seemingly, you know, no problems in that. Maybe in the very beginning, A&M had a shot to go on top, but it wasn't, it was, uh, short-lived. And, um, Trevor Lawrence seems to be trying to round into shape. You know, it'll take a couple weeks. Once they get into ACC play, He'll probably just fly through that. Can't see anybody. Syracuse is coming next week. That's not going to happen. They just got blown out the water by Maryland. And anybody, anybody could have seen that game coming. Like, if betting, I should do betting is what I should do. Because, I mean, it, that and the uh, the Michigan Army game, uh, everyone in their, in their mother should have taken Army. They had a 20-some point spread in that game. Are you crazy? Michigan's lost in the big house before to an inferior opponent. And Army's really good. I mean, they, they took Oklahoma to overtime last year. They're no slouch. And the way that they play, they keep games relatively close a lot, even even if they're not as good a team. But the way that they play is a, is a difficult way to stop and a difficult you know type of team to play against with the option. That being said... Um, you know, I did my top 25 college football. Some of those teams I think would already be off the list. I think mid season, we'll see where it looks and I might just do like another, my top 25, but right now, yeah, Alabama looks good. LSU looks good. Ohio state hasn't played nobody yet either, but they, they look pretty solid. Like always, um, it was a tough one for Texas. Uh, taking that LSU loss, but you know, it's a long season and the big 12 still wide open. Oklahoma also has looked impressive so far. Jalen hurts looks quite comfortable in the Oklahoma system, but we're going to find out if that's what it is. Cause like, you know, I was telling somebody this the other day, look, Oklahoma, tell me an Oklahoma quarterback. Am I just missing one that has been good in the NFL? Can we go down the list like Sam Bradford? Um, who else? I don't, I don't. I don't know. Sam Bradford, the best Oklahoma quarterback to ever do it. Am I just missing some of Troy Aikman? Are we gonna count that? And geez, yeah, there's nobody. I mean, they're all, but they're all great in college. That's the thing. Kyler Murray, it's yet to yet to determine how that's gonna pan out. But in college, it looks great. Jalen Hurt looks great. Hurts looks great right now. Who's to say what's going to happen though? Come pro football time, same thing with Kyler Murray. Got to see him a little bit in action uh, yesterday. Not a whole lot of that game I watched. I don't watch a ton of Arizona Cardinal football. Um, that game ended at a tie with the Detroit Lions. So, so at least he didn't lose. Uh, another team we can move to, since I'm just going to slide right into the NFL, um, the Browns being who, <laughs> this is so great, uh, Delaney Walker, I believe, said the Browns are who they who we thought they were, channeling his uh, inner Denny Green <laughs> as the, the Titans just trumped them. I mean, 43-13. All this preseason hype on the Browns, and they just laid an egg. 
at home. <laughs> Game one, Odell, uh, Chubb, Baker, Landry. You got all these weapons. You put up 13 points, and Marcus Mariota picks you apart. And that defense, no tackling, just, you know, uninspiring football from the Cleveland Browns and led to Delaney Walker saying, you know, they are who we thought they were, which is the Browns, which is miserable and never going to do anything. So that's kind of good, though. Maybe the uh, maybe the hype train will slow down there. Uh, the Steelers looked horrible. Um, Patriots just just I mean, I didn't even watch the game because I, I hate the Steelers and I hate the Patriots. But I mean, I checked the score <laughs> and it was over pretty quickly. Um, so hopefully the hopefully the Steelers will have it down here. Well, now we're going to talk about my Dallas Cowboys, who started out a little slow. Saquon Barkley was chewing up yards in that game, and then man, did they get it rolling! Five straight possessions, five straight TD drives, and they're all like seventy-plus yard drives. Kellen Moore, as the offensive coordinator, may have found something here. It could just be. I'm not going to get super excited because it's Week One. It's against the Giants. Dak had all day to throw, so we're going to wait and see. But the way that they ran that game plan, look, they've got weapons now. They've got they've got Cooper, who's now established. He's a dominant receiver in the NFL, um, and we're going to get to the, his former team in a minute. They've got Tavon Austin, Jason Witten. How great was it to see Jason Witten bring in a TD catch yesterday? You know, after what he went through and, and retiring and coming back and doubters and whatnot, he's such a such a great guy. And to see him get a touchdown pass, that was incredible. Um, so, yeah, they got Austin Cooper, Gallup, who's coming alive. Uh, seven catches, 158 yards yesterday. And then you, you re-signed Zeke. You got that taken care of. So there are weapons all over. Oh, don't don't forget Randall Cobb too, who was a big factor in yesterday's game. So they've got a lot. They've got a lot of weapons on the offensive end. So if Kellen Moore can play, can call plays the way that he did yesterday, this team could be very dangerous as long as the defense holds up. And I mean, there are a lot of young studs on that defense. They they fly to the ball. They they play very hard. Now the corners are, are skeptical. Skeptical in the corners, but you know what? They looked good. I mean, the Giants could just be bad, though. Uh, so only time will tell on that. Give them a couple weeks. Speaking of just looking bad or being good, Lamar Jackson had himself a game yesterday. Side note, I drafted him in my fantasy football league as I drafted ninth. My whole roster is crap, but I did have Lamar Jackson, but I didn't play him. So that's good because uh, he put up a ton. It was uh, he had five touchdown passes, five total TDs. Did he run one? I can't remember. I think he threw for all of them. I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game. I just know that every time I checked it, they had scored two more touchdowns, and the Dolphins just looked miserable. And this is this is the thing. This is the reason why I don't doubt. Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying that I drafted him, so I don't doubt him that much. Um, I'm saying I don't know if that performance was, you know, a fluke or if he 
if he really is that good. Because the Dolphins didn't look great. And, and RG3 comes in. You know, this guy's, you know, been on the verge of out of the league for years. And he goes six for six for the touchdown. So it makes you stop and go, okay, nobody's guarding anyone here. Um, but, again, we're going to see. Uh, I think he's got another easier test next week. I can't remember exactly who the Ravens are going to play. But it is another easier opponent. So I may start him in fantasy football. But not gonna not going to crown him the way that people are right now. Those are the Dolphins. The Dolphins are quitting on themselves. Um, other NFL news. Uh, well, I guess we'll just jump right into the big one. Um, Brown has forced his way now out of the Raiders. The drama that was surrounding all this stuff, like, it makes you think that he's insane. And, like, I'm, I'm starting to believe maybe this guy actually is crazy. He has CTE right now. He's insane. He's been hitting the head too many times. I mean, he gets in a fight with the GM. He's he's uh, he's asking for ways on social media that people can help him get out of his <laughs> contract with the Raiders or get released. And then he just blatantly comes out and says, hey, release me. He fights, you know, three times over a helmet rule. Um, so, they, you know, they finally say, you know what, you're done. Um, you're out. And to all those people who said that the Dallas Cowboys, oh, you gave up too much. For Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, and I told you the guys this several podcasts back. Amari Cooper right now is a better receiver and a better guy to have on your team than Antonio Brown, and it's proven. It's still proven, even when he goes to New England, which to picked him up, you'll see that he is. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Antonio Brown. Well, back to my first point. They give up a third and a fifth round pick uh, to get Antonio Brown from the Steelers. So the Patriots tried to trade for him, wouldn't. Steelers wouldn't allow it. But then they take a third and a third and a fifth, send him to Oakland. Cowboys gave a first round pick for Mari Cooper, obviously. Yeah, who do you think won that deal? Um, the Cowboys look like they won that deal right now. But New England Patriots have now picked up Antonio Brown and he's on the roster. So there's a lot a lot of a lot of things going around about how um you know a lot of memes about Antonio Brown and how he's gonna he's not going to be the same guy. He's gonna be, you know, Steve Urkel when it comes to uh <laughs> comes to New England Patriots when he was uh you know everything he could do wrong possibly with the Raiders. Um, We'll see. I don't believe that it's that easy to uh, make this guy, you know, mind unless there really is some sort of mind control device that Belichick has that he's using on these players. But yeah, Time will tell next week. Next week. So the Patriots look really good, though. So if, if Antonio Brown does come in and he's, you know, 70% of what he was in that system, he's going to be really good. My concern, though, is this, is that he was worried about Juju Smith-Schuster in Pittsburgh. He was worried about him taking his reps 
and getting the ball thrown to him. So now he's going to a team who does nothing but spread the ball around. You know, like when they had Randy Moss, yeah, he was their main guy. But now they have Julian Edelman. They have they have James White. They they have targets that they throw to. They spread the ball around. Uh, Sonny Michelle's going to get his touches. How does Antonio Brown fit into that? They got Josh Gordon. Like, how does he fit into all this? Like, you know, I mean, he could come in and, and play great, which I'm sure he will when he gets the chance. But he's not going to be that number one guy. He's not going to be the Hopkins on the team, the the Julio Jones, the A.J. Green. He's not going to be that for the Patriots. He's going to have to fit in to a system that has proven to work. So we're going to find out. I hope that it goes crazily bad and that it's just drama all the time because the Patriots are so clean cut all the time. It would be nice to have them, you know, well, okay. I can't say that the Patriots are clean cut cause they're, they're, they're proven to not be necessarily clean, but like their organization just ran strict is what I'm trying to say. So it'll be nice for it not to be so strict and for Antonio Brown to be kind of a nut like he's been, but man, the Raiders, Poor Raiders. Jeez. Mac. They had this team has had Khalil Mack, Antonio Brown, and Amari Cooper. These three guys they've had in the last two years. And, and now they have none of them. That just blows my mind. On oh, anybody that's the, that wanted to say the Bears were going to beat the uh, Packers the other day, you're absolutely crazy. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, he owns them. It doesn't matter if he wins one to nothing somehow, he's going to beat the Bears. Just, jeez. Whew. I talked, look, I talked all that time and I haven't coughed once. So maybe this was my cure. Maybe talking to you guys and venting out some football was my cure. Um, I feel like I, uh, feel like I had more to go on, but I, I was just kind of winging it and I was like, you know, hanging out and I was, Getting ready to turn on my college football game. I was like, you know what? Got this football stuff rattling around in my brain. And as much as I talk about it, I still can't get it all out the way I want to. So turn on the podcast and, and just start speaking what's in the head. Um, another Monday night football game tonight started at like 1030. Broncos Raiders. I'm, who's watching that game? Who's staying up to watch that game? Jeez, not me. It's like the Laker games. I can't handle it starting at 10.30. Oh, speaking of the Lakers, Dwight Howard's back with the Lakers. Jeez. I'm not going to rip him, though. I'm not going to rip him like a lot of people have. He, he, he came out and said that he wanted to be a Laker again. He, he wanted to make up for last time, which, you know, didn't end so well. And, and we'll see. I'll give him the shot to make up for last time. That's perfectly okay with me i still got anthony davis and lebron james running around so i'll be okay with the purple and gold this year but let's get it all going you know let's get the football rolling let's get uh let's get basketball back i'm patiently awaiting hockey that actually starting pretty soon uh baseball is going to start winding down here mm. yeah it is almost october now uh and you know, it's still 105 degrees outside every day. So we need to change that. 
get the holidays going. See, holidays and sports, this time of year, it's just it's just a big ball of happiness for me. Those beginning months, I don't know what to do with those. This weird little middle right before summer months. It's just hot and miserable and there's no good sports on. Stop it. The XFL, you guys have to stop it next year when you well no see they that's the thing they need more than eight teams need more than eight teams just like the college football needs more than was it four teams in their playoffs come on you seen that texas lsu game the other day that could be a playoff game if you had games like that why don't they want that i don't i don't get it i don't get it but that's it that's it. That's all the football knowledge I had uh, for this week, whatever it is. Episode number 20, actually, of the podcast, so pretty proud of that, even though I'm the only one that does it, and nobody can stop me from doing it, so I guess I should make myself, just make myself less proud of myself. Anyway, I'm going to cut this thing off now before I start hacking my lungs out. Uh, I'm going to try to do, I might try to do a little bit more i think i say that probably all the time but you know it's whatever i at least do once a one a month but i might try to do more uh now the football's back and i can talk at length about things more that i like to talk about but that's it for the, today's episode or month's episode however you want to everyone look at it thanks everybody for listening you know go follow me matt and mike anywhere just google it but for Matt and Mike, this is Matt signing off.